Are you ready to get revved up? Are you ready for some more common sense positive information with Mike Spillman's Future U University? Strap yourself in and let's get started. Here's your host, Mike Spillman. All right, Hunter, thanks for that great uh, introduction. And by the way, um, if you would like to hire Hunter to do some voiceovers for yourself, I do have his information in uh, the description or information about today's podcast. I highly recommend him. Again, thanks, Hudson, for that introduction. Hey, this is Mike Spillman, your host. Thank you for joining me today for today's podcast. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you're from. I don't even know when you're listening to this. I do know this. You're here for a reason. I don't know what that reason is. I don't have to know, but you know what? God does. And I firmly believe that God has brought you here today to hear this message. And I'm just thankful that he is allowing me to to use me to get whatever the message is that you need to hear today across to you. Go with me just for a minute and thank him for that. God, thank you for the opportunity today for me to share this message. And thank you for those that are listening. Father, whatever it is they need to hear, you know, I don't, I don't have to. Thank you. Just help them to hear, Father, but also then to apply. Thank you for all that you've done for us every single day, Father, through the power of the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, so today I'm going to continue my podcast talking about a plan B. If you've not listened, go back and listen to episode one. You can also go to my blog. Uh, The best way to find all of that stuff is just go to Future You. that's Future Y-O-U, futureuuniversity.com. That's actually going to take you to my Facebook page and you can find all of my blog articles, my podcasts as I post them. Go back and listen to the first one where the discussion simply is, do you actually need a plan B? And talking about plan B, right, is a backup plan to your plan A. A backup plan to your plan A, which is your main job, your main source of income, however you want to look at that, What do you have or is it necessary to have a backup plan just in case something doesn't work out with your plan A? You know, you're going to have to decide that for yourself. And I did talk about in the last podcast and the last blog article, I think there are some situations that you do not need to approach as I have a plan B. Marriage is one of those. Um, But overall, when we start talking about jobs and, and income, Um, working for a company, different things like that, I believe the answer is a great big yes. Okay, So in today's podcast, um, I'm going to be talking about and discussing with you, sharing with you a very personal story about my most recent job and how that situation has once again emphasized to me and for me the absolute necessity to have a plan B in place, <laughs> more than likely even having a plan C, D, E, F, G, and just on and on and on you could go. So some of the time frames I'm going to share you with you, you know, may not be absolutely correct. I'm going to do my best to be as accurate as possible. But the main focus of sharing this story with you is to help you understand what could happen to you if it hasn't happened to you already. And my guess is if it hasn't happened to you, you do have a story of someone you know that this type of thing has indeed happened to. So back in November of 2021, as I record this, this is in July of 2022. So back at the, at the end of this past year, I answered an ad that I had come across for a job that honestly seemed like it was too good to be true. I mean, it was for a job to where I only had to work two days a week and I had the ability to make $100,000 plus my very first year. It was for the position of being a sales consultant. The official title with that company was a clinic consultant. 
where I would be uh, closing sales on a $5,000 product offering. I applied, but you know, honestly, didn't really expect a whole lot from it. Didn't really expect it to actually be a legitimate job opportunity. But I did start noticing commercials on my local TV channels for this particular company for the office that I'd be working from. That did increase my faith, you know, a little bit more to where I thought, indeed, this could be an incredible opportunity. Long story short, I was interviewed by a couple of managers. I was hired. I went to a four-day training. Um, out of Virginia Beach, uh, which I call COVID, which delayed my start by about a week from when I was scheduled to start. I did finally start my work the first week of January of this year, 2022. And, you know, which is be expected after a nervous and slow start for the first couple of weeks. Again, remember, first couple of weeks being four days. You know, I was a little nervous, slow start on that. But after that, I began to hit my stride. And hey, listen, I had some incredible results for the two days that I was working for the week. I was making more money than I'd ever made before. I mean, I was excited and I was thankful for such an opportunity. But even then, I'd already told my wife, even when I started this, that I knew that I needed to get a plan B in place because like every other job, this was a job that relied on me being physically present to do the job and it was all commissioned. So in other words, if I didn't work, there was no sick pay. There was no certain number of sick days off and I still got paid. If I didn't work, I didn't make money or I didn't even have the opportunity to make money with it being all commission. Then in March, just a few months down the road, I noticed that things began to change. Instead of screening being done in such a way that the majority of the people that I was meeting with, they were actually able to pay for the product. I was starting to see more and more people that were on fixed incomes that had no way or, or ability to do so. Now I have nothing against people on fixed incomes. Don't get me wrong but they should have been screened, honestly, better than what was taking place. So that was a change that was happening. Um, it was greatly impacting my commission checks. And from what I could tell, it was also affecting everyone else in the company that held the same position that I did, you know, different offices across the United States. Even though my commissions took a big hit, honestly, probably cutting about half, ouch, I was still able to maintain a reasonable amount of income with promises of, <laughs> it's going to get better. Right. I was beginning to feel uncomfortable due to the rah-rah talk that I was hearing about, you know, it's going to get better. It's going to, mm-hmm. It'd be kind of similar to someone in a sinking ship telling you, you know, all's well. <laughs> Just ignore that water that's coming up to your waist. Everything's okay. Well, fast forward to the end of April and everyone in the company that held the same position that I did, for example, had their days to work cut in half. So in other words, where I went from working two days a week or eight days a month, it was cut to two days every two weeks or four days a month, cut in half. And again, I was being told, oh, but it's going to get better. Well, for various reasons with, with some of the screening and the different things like that, people not showing up for appointments, all of these different things, my clientele dropped by about 80%. My commission dropped by about 90% at this point. So obviously I knew this was a sinking ship here was the final blow. It was confirmed when one of my off days, I dropped by the office and I found someone there that was about to go to training to take my spot. Now, they were supposedly going to be doing some other things, but one of the things they were going to be doing is taking my spot. I'd never had any problems. I'd never been written up for anything. I had produced well. My managers were shocked. They were caught off guard. They were not even aware of this move. And I discovered this was happening across the company. There was some very poor management taking place. There was no communication 
at all. So I was out just like that, and I had no plan B in place. None. So I've been scrambling to try to get something going that would enable me to make some good income and also allow me to still work on developing a plan B, C, D, and E, and you know, however far I needed to go. Now, you tell me after hearing that story, would you agree that it's absolutely necessary to get a plan B in place? Again, depending on when you're listening to this, you may not even be familiar with what I'm talking about. If not, you need to do some research to this time period, particularly 2020, 2021. COVID-19, for those of you that are current, COVID-19 should have made the fact that you need to have a plan B in place absolutely clear to everyone. Think about it now. Businesses were being shut down, not allowed to operate. Those people that were working in those businesses were being sent home with no way to make an income. Many of these businesses went out of business after being in business for decades. I mean, 40 and 50 years. What a mess. I mean, even on your own job, what if you get sick or hurt and you can't work? Every time I do that, I think about, ah, flat. <laughs> Every time I read it in my blog, proofreading, I just I thought about that duck. But seriously, what if you get sick or hurt and you can't work? What if your spouse or a parent, you know, anybody or child becomes ill or injured to the point that they need your care and attention that will prevent you from working a regular nine to five job? What then? Now, I'm going to continue this discussion in the next podcast and my next blog article. But here's what I want you to do until then. Between now and then, I want you to ask yourself this question. Maybe even write down your answers. How much control do I actually have over my current situation or job? I want you to write down everything that you can think of, even to the point of how much control do I have over when I can go to the bathroom? How much control do I have about when I can take lunch and how long I have for lunch? If I even get a break for lunch. How much control do I have over my aunt? I mean, you just get specific and write down as many things as you can. How much control do you have on whether you work or not? So be thinking about that question. Be watching for my letting you know when the next podcast is being published. And until then, remember this again. You're here for a reason. Be a blessing in somebody's day, and by doing that, you'll have a blessed day. Whatever you do, be sure to make it an awesome day because, hey, who else is going to do it for you? Here's your answer. Absolutely nobody. See you next time.